maybe I'm crazy, but I'd really like for you guys to stop making up fake ratings for sports. It's annoying. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm not. Thanks so much for joining us on the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast this week. I'm Joy Taylor. Hope you're doing well and safe and healthy. Jason Terry joins us this week talking a little NBA and college basketball. He's the new assistant head coach at Arizona, his alma mater. Our crazy gang is here as usual. Heller, Donnie, and T with the culture report. Lots to get into today. Zion, the bubble, sports ratings. I don't know why anyone cares. It's inside baseball. Making up these numbers, but everyone quit watching sports. Everyone's still watching sports. I wish they would stop. So much more to get to, but let's get started with Jason Terry. I'm very excited to have NBA champ, uh, NCAA champ, NBA sixth man of the year, uh, 19 year NBA career, and now assistant coach at his alma mater, Jason Terry, on the podcast. Really appreciate you joining us, Jason. Thanks for having me. Hope all's well and safe. <laughs> it is. It's uh, the safest, most important thing right now. Um, so you are you are head off yeah. to coach your alma mater. There's a lot going on with college sports right now. Um, how are you feeling about about the season and everything that uh, is going to be put on, you know, NCAA athletes right now? Well, we're very optimistic, you know, that we will eventually have a season. Uh, when that will start, we just don't quite know yet. Uh, I'm just excited about having the opportunity to get back on campus to see our guys and uh, to start to get to work with them. So that's uh, the NBA, I think, has done an incredible job with just how it looks and energy. Guys have a lot of energy. But what have you what did you expect to see? And have you been impressed with how the games look and sound and just the viewing experience from home with no fans? I mean, you got to applaud these young men because if you watch, I mean, guys look in great condition. Um, and then they look like they want to be out there, like they're hungry for competition. And then when you watch the level of play, you know, guys are playing at a high level. And I think you got to give the NBA and the MBPA credit uh, for putting together a format that breeds and infuriates uh, competition. You know, with the eight game finish to the regular season, and then you go right into the playoffs. Every game has tremendous meaning to it. So everybody has something to play for. And uh, it's exciting to watch, man. Because we were out of basketball for so long, we couldn't watch it. Uh, it gives us great intrigue and excitement uh, now that it's back. Now, LeBron and the Lakers just clinched the top seed in the West, which, as we know, doesn't matter. There's no home court advantage. But it is something. He said he's... He's excited about it. You know, he's proud of it because for his whole career, people kept saying he couldn't do it in the West. And, you know, he, he's got easy, uh, you know, in the Eastern Conference. What do you make of LeBron, just what he looks like in his 17th year, how he's playing, and just what this season means for the Lakers as a whole? Let me see if I got let – me, let, me, let me pull out something for you right here. Let me see if I got <laughs> something right here. Bam! There it is. There it is there. There you go. Bingo. Okay, that's what LeBron is looking like right now. He's, he's looking, looking like, like a younger Cavs. version of himself. Man, I'm telling you, because he's playing at a high level. He's flying around. I'm watching him on the defensive end the last couple games. I mean, he's getting chased down blocks. Uh, he still picks his spots on when he wants to take over a game, and he's playing real well off Anthony Davis. I mean, if you watched Anthony Davis last night, I mean, he goes for 40-plus points, um, almost 20 rebounds. 
And, you know, LeBron has just done a great job of allowing and empowering AD to be himself and to be great and to be comfortable uh, in that role. Before I let you go, I got to ask you about the other big story in the bubble, which is Zion um, and his limit restriction. He's on a burst restriction. I don't even know what they're calling it now. Um, but he did play 25 minutes right. yesterday. They got the win over Memphis, which was good to see. But what do you make of how they're handling Zion? Well, they're smart. You know, when you look at New Orleans, the New Orleans Pelicans and the organization, they are, uh, they're not quite a contender yet. And so if you're not a contender, you want to protect your major assets. And their major asset right now is Zion Williamson. He is the future of that organization. And so you, you want to tread lightly and tread with caution. I think they're doing the right thing. Uh, they do have enough other guys around Zion uh, with his minute restriction to be competitive and, and to compete. Now, they've struggled early on in these, this bubble scenario, uh, but if they can get hot here in the last four, make it interesting, then they will be a play-in scenario, and then we'll see where they go from here. But for him to be off for three months, four months, and to say he can play 40 minutes when we know his injury history just not would not be a smart investment. Uh, for the Pelicans overall. So I think they're they're doing the right thing by managing his minutes. Well, thanks so much for stopping by, Jason. I really appreciate it. Best of luck at Arizona this year. I hope we get a season. Um, but if not, moving into the future, can't wait to watch you there. Make sure you check out Jason on Instagram and Twitter at JasonTerry31 and his website, JasonTerry31 as well. Be safe, and uh, hopefully we can talk to you again soon. Appreciate you. Tell my town partner, Colin Coward, I said, what's up? I enjoy watching you and him on the show every day. I'm always tuned in. Thank you, Jason. With it. We about to turn up in this bitch. What up, Heller? What am I what's up, JT? Long today? time no see. Long time no uh, see. I see you repping the 305. Mm-hmm. I'm repping uh, on your shirt right there. I'm repping the preschool that I went to, Piedmont Play School. Wow. Uh, I think this is my mom's shirt. Yeah, I was about to say, you shouldn't be able to fit a shirt from preschool. But I have some pretty old old t-shirts yeah. as well. So, um, sweet. Yeah. What Let's are we waiting for quitting today? Um, the Pelicans gave Zion Williamson 25 minutes of playing time Monday night. He gave them 23 points and a win. Brandon Ingram came through with 24 points as well. But Zion stole the headlines per usual. Zion said he felt alive again. Uh, and I think pretty much everyone besides Grizzlies fans ate it up. Joy, Zion Williamson is the third biggest star in the NBA, win it or quit it. So, LeBron? Yep. Kawhi? Hell no. AD? Uh, no. Uh, Here's what I got. What do you LeBron, got? LeBron, Steph Curry. Oh my God, you're so annoying. Hold on. <laughs> And then, realistically, James Harden would be third, but but I chose to slander him and put Zion ahead of him. So I've got LeBron We're talking James about the bubble right now, okay? The Warriors are not in this conversation. Right We're only talking about bubble land, all right? And he's the second biggest star in the bubble. Win it or quit it. That's, that's available. That's available. In fact, one would argue, me being that one, that they created these extra games just to try and get Zion into the playoffs. Wedge him in there. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely the biggest star. Listen, Zion has lived up to everything that that was expected of him. I, I don't like this idea that he's, like, fat. That's his body. 
Okay, you're not his doctor. Once again, I, okay. I, I, I implore people. I know it's difficult. I know it's hard to pretend, like to not pretend that you're a doctor, especially during these times where everyone truly believes they went to medical school and have studied infectious diseases and pandemics um, and uh, physical therapy and nutrition. Uh, I know it's difficult to wake up and just look in the mirror and be like, I am not okay. a doctor. Okay. Okay. Uh, does science, I'm with you, and I'm not going to speak anything about COVID, but does science not tell us, Joy, big tree fall hard? Yes. Yes, it does. However, there's lots of big trees in the NBA, and they all fall hard, okay? And even the little Fair trees enough. fall hard. But the point mm -hmm. of the matter is, yeah. Zion was created by God to look for whatever you think creates humans, yeah. to look the way he looks, and he's working with great, great doctors and professionals at the highest level who, who know his body, right? So, like, let's leave it to them to decide how many minutes he should be playing and what yeah. is he, how much he should weigh. I'm sure they've got him on a diet. And unless Zion is completely irresponsible, which means he is not ever going to live up to the height that we expect of him or he right. is not the mature young man that we believe him to be, then he is going to go off the rails. If he is what we think he's going to be, he's going to take care of his body and be great, right? But it's not for us to decide. So I, I've said it before, I'm conflicted about how much playing, playing time he should have because if the doctors and the team are saying you shouldn't be playing as much, then he shouldn't be playing as much. And that's not for me to decide. Right. I do want to yep. see him more, but the, I'm not in the locker room. I'm not dealing with his body every day. So I don't know. And guess what? Neither are you. So I don't care what you have to say. Not you particularly, Howard. I'm just saying like the general public because they don't know as yep. much as I don't know right. because we don't know. However, right. Zion was incredible. It was great to see him out there. It was great to see him have an impact at the end of the game, which where if he is on eight minutes restriction, he should be playing because he is that kind of player. Right. The game looked but up they... to the hype for me. I spent the whole day on the couch watching basketball, which was wonderful. Got to see my heat taken out, which sucked. But watching John Morant and Zion gives me hope for the future of the NBA. I absolutely love John Morant, who is certainly the rookie of the year. Yeah. It's great to watch the Lakers game last night. I'm I'm totally enjoying basketball and seeing Zion out there. Hopefully they make it into the playoffs, but if they don't, and it's the Grizzlies, I'm totally cool with watching John Morant as well. But yeah. he's been great, and let let the professionals deal with the stuff the professionals deal with. That applies to pretty much everything in life, but especially when it comes to people's bodies, sure. which you don't know shit about. Um, is this our first time talking about the fact that there's basketball again? Like, was our last podcast before there was basketball? Yeah. It, I mean, it looks amazing. They did an amazing job. And it's very exciting. It's a little hard to figure out where to watch it all if you don't have cable. Like, the streaming situation's a little complicated. But who am I to complain? It's it's wonderful to have, have, have Hoop back, for sure. It's absolutely wonderful. Um, I'm going to discuss with Donnie the people who are insisting that no one is watching basketball. Everyone's how, watching. And just how absolutely silly they sound. Basketball's great. It looks great. It sounds great. The announcers sound great. I actually don't even hate the virtual fans. I'm getting used to them. I think it's kind of yep. fun now. I, I, I wasn't in on it at first. I was like, yeah, it's kind of corny, but now I absolutely love it. I'm seeing people I know in like the heat game stands so that's fun and i think that they've done an absolutely amazing job creating an atmosphere sure. there 
that feels intimate and feels uh, almost normal, as crazy as that sounds. Like it's it's just not distracting to me. Now, how it is for the players, I don't know. I've talked to some people in the bubble who say that like it's it feels like a high intensity game. Like it's right. it's a game. Like it's it's a new yep. normal. Obviously, there's no fans, <laughs> but like they're making it work and they're taking it seriously. The bubble's working. There's no COVID. Like it's, I'm I'm so impressed with all these leagues, so. even even baseball. Like everyone was kind of panicking about baseball last week. It's, it's going to be fine. Like they're going to push through. We knew there was going to be some positive tests. Honestly, I would I would feel more comfortable with the commissioner of any of these leagues being in charge of our country right now than our current situation. I don't say that with any hesitation whatsoever. <laughs> um, it's it, it's been remarkable what they've been able to do and overcome and the testing and the protocols and everyone's buying in and everyone wants to win and everyone is taking it seriously. And I was I was cautiously optimistic, but now I feel great about it. Yeah. I am not losing my mind. I know there's there's lots. We have a long way to go, but for the most part, they've done an incredible job. And I'm super impressed. Definitely. And I think if there's one takeaway, it's that when things get really bad and the world goes to hell, being a little corny isn't a problem anymore, huh? I, I'm, little, yeah. little, little, little corn, no big deal. No. Um, all right. Uh, it appears that opting out is patriotic, Joy. Uh, New England, as New England leads the NFL in opt-out so far with eight players choosing to skip the 2020 season. Uh, fortunately, no huge stars have opted out uh, so far, and the last day to opt out due to COVID reasons is Thursday. Uh, so that's the good news. Here's the bad news. Joy, we can't expect that Cam- much from Cam Newton this year. Would it or quit it? Yeah, I got to win it. Um, no, no huge stars have opted out of the NFL, but pretty much all of the decent to great players that were left on the Patriots have opted out. And that's that's substantial. I am obviously excited. right to... on the edge. Yeah. I mean, those are good players, though. Like, they, they're yeah. players that would be contributors. And, I I mean, if this was a sitting situation and not Cam Newton, I'd be like, all right, we don't even have to talk about the Patriots this year. Period. Right. See you at the draft. But <laughs> because it's Cam Newton, I'm, I'm still going to be interested to see what, what can happen there. But I do think we have to weigh temper expectations for Cam now. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was feeling really optimistic that he could make some noise there. Now, if he does make some noise, it's going to be all on Cam. And I don't want to hear a word about Belichick because this is a tough situation. And it's right. not a simple uh, division anymore either. Like, look, I, I think the Jets are a, a bumbling dumpster fire. But, you know, the Dolphins are trending up. And, you know what I'm saying? Wake, we know what the Bills are. Uh, I don't know, Joy. I got, I got Dolphins blue on right now. And, I, I mean – I, I heard you and Colin talking about it the other day. I get it. It's exciting. But to your point, they're a couple years away. The Bills are coming up. So the no, division is in. playoffs last year. It's the Bills division. They're going to win the division. It's the not Jets, murder row, though. It's, it, it's, like, it's not. But it's 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 not just as simple as the Patriots are the best and they're going to wipe everybody else. Not anymore, it's, yeah. it's, not, it's not the case. So I'm, I'm really thinking we need to just – just pump the brakes on the expectations for Cam. I'm still excited. I'm still interested. I still am rooting for him. And I think he's going to do well. But let's just not get crazy because he's not working. He wasn't working with a lot before, which is why Tom Brady left. Yeah. Now he's working with even less. It's it's not the best situation in New England. I feel like they're going to have to get creative up there with the play calls. I feel like we're going to see some collegiate, you know, three-man backfields. Wilds. Uh, there'll be a, a Doug. Flute. Remember when Doug Flutie drop kicked a field goal? Like 
They're gonna, they're gonna, Bill's gonna go deep in his bag here because I mean, you got Cam, and what else you got? Nothing, like really, literally nothing. So I'm, I'm rooting for Cam, but I do think we need to be really realistic, similar to how we're going to be realistic with the expectations that we have for any of these rookies coming into this season, especially the rookie hmm. quarterbacks. At least for me, like I'm not expecting any kind of grand performances from rookie quarterbacks and and rookie yeah. skill players I mean, this year. It's just they're not going to ha- they don't have enough time. They just got to the they just literally got to the yep. cities they're supposed to go to, let alone yep. to camp. So I'm I'm not tripping off the performances of any rookies this year. I mean, it is what it is. If you do great, if you happen to excel, good on you, but if you don't, For I'm sure. not judging this season. It's a wash for me when it comes to young players. So uh, it's it's it can't be that for Cam Newton obviously because he right. has a lot more at stake which is why I still have faith that he can, you know, elevate this, what's left of this team, but it's going to be an interesting watch. I don't, is there a way that he could not elevate the Patriots, but you, but elevate himself off of it and get a good job? Cause that's what I would prefer. But I mean, what are, what realistically is your expectations for the Patriots this year? Like to me, a, a seven and nine season, like, that's terrible for Patriots standards, but that's, that's pretty good. Considering what they have going on. I do think that there's a way he can elevate himself without elevating the Patriots, because I think if you look at the situation objectively, if he performs yeah. well, then that will get him a job somewhere next season when you look at the situation. For sure. And to your, and to your point about the young quarterbacks potentially struggling, it really seems like it's going to be like a nuts and bolts details type of season and like who can like have the least penalties and mistakes and they'll win. Don't you know, which is which is hilarious because that's a Patriots season, is it not? Absolutely. It's it's this the season irony. is set up for the Patriots had the they irony. had anything in place that they did last year, which they don't. Yep. Bye Patriots. <laughs> hey Donnie, what's going on in High Key Loki this week? What's up? High Key the Rockets are one of the hottest teams after the NBA restart officially kicked off last week. Low key, despite giving up 265 points in two games, it's Houston's defense that's been the difference maker. Maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> um, it is. They are actually playing defense. They're getting getting big stops and big moments. James Harden getting yes. a bunch of steals. And I think part of the reason for that is, you know, the Rockets are notorious for being this amazing regular season team. They're regular season champs every single year. Westbrook goes a million miles per hour, which I happen to like. I actually find them to be an enjoyable team to watch during the regular season because they actually do play hard during the regular season, which makes them interesting. But then, you know, on the back end, wears them out and makes them overinflated in the playoffs and they're not ready. They just burn out. As we know, we've seen it many times. That makes them very, very interesting in the bubble this year because they've had some time off and they're coming in fresh. So they can go a million miles per hour and probably not burn out because they don't have the same travel and the same wear and tear. And they're not going coming after a, a long strenuous regular season going a million miles per hour so they actually have the energy to play defense and make some very interesting they're hitting obviously a lot of shots as they normally do westbrook isn't taking all those threes they're they're very interesting to me you know i'm not a huge uh rockets individual despite my westbrook fandom they they could be kind of i think they're the sleeper yeah this year 
Agreed. It's hard because I don't. I go back and forth about how I feel about it. I don't want to fall for the Rockets okie doke again, but it seems like you're right. This might be the the right circumstances for them to get that rocket ship, that, that rocket champion, that rocket ship. All right, rocket with that. ship. They get that rocket ship. Yeah, that is exactly. it. Is a rocket ship. Um, <laughs> normally, I'm with you. I'm not falling for the okie doke either. But this year, I don't. I don't think that they're doing it. I think they just are fresh and they have a lot of energy. And if they can keep this up throughout the, you know longevity of the bubble which is a couple months they could be a, a real problem I'm, I'm not gonna go all the way in because i i have they have tricked me in the past yeah. but i do think this is a completely new season as the nba says hashtag a whole new game and i just i think we should really watch everyone keeps talking about the blazers i think the the rockets are the team to watch all right high key bucks quarterback tom brady celebrated his 43rd birthday by getting roasted online for still owning an iphone 6 plus Low-key, that model still has a headphone jack, though, so can we really blame him? No, I miss those headphone jacks. As you can see, I finally invested in AirPods because I have uh, the Beats, but they don't really get great yeah. sound on the computers for the recording purposes. So I had to invest in, in, in these. I miss the regular headphones. Um, yeah. it, it, it was a great time in our lives those regular headphones, not that I don't enjoy for traveling purposes and all these other things, a nice set of Bluetooth headphones. However, yes. I'd like the option because then you can't charge. I mean, we don't have to talk about it. Anyone who has a phone that doesn't have a headphone jack, they understand. It's, you know, it's just, uh, it's unnecessary. So I feel him on that, but I don't think that's why he still has an iPhone 6 plus, I believe. I think he has it because uh, I'm kind of buying into Shannon Sharp's theory, which is that he is not letting anybody touch that phone. <laughs> he he is not turning that phone over to nobody because you know when you turned it in it, you know what i mean you gotta turn the old phone in you know what i'm yes. saying he ain't trying to do all that but it is a really 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 strong old man move to still have an older version of the phone colin Stick has an guns. iphone 7 um okay. and listen no phone shaming here whatever phone you want to use whatever works for you my mom has a i don't know maybe an iphone 5 or something she has an older phone and it she works for text. her. Yes. She can text, she can call, she can FaceTime, she can download apps. That's all she needs. That's mm -hmm. really all we ever do. Um, they're probably onto something. But my issue with getting a new phone is every time a new phone comes out, my phone stops working. So that, did, that didn't happen with him. How did how did he get past that? He I don't know how he defeated the Apple bug. Maybe he had just put in a special request uh for them not to destroy his phone because for me anytime a new phone comes out i'm like great i gotta I'm like i know this phone's gonna stop working it's gonna start yeah. turning off on me and acting all funny i'm not gonna be able to get calls so i always have to go upgrade but yeah uh, i'm not shaming i'm just saying there might be some lecture to why he hasn't turned in his phone yet yeah. all right high key the ratings are in for the nba and mlb restarts and they are objectively strong low key when there are actual and factual numbers available for the reading some quote-unquote news outlets are reporting the exact opposite. Make that make some sense. Donnie, all I ever ask from anyone every single day is to just make it make sense. That's, I don't think that's too much to ask for, really. That's like a minimum. Minimum. A request. It, it, especially during times like these. It's just like, just make it make sense, right? We have, the, we have the data. Take that for data. And let's just look at it. Now, listen. If you break down ratings, which are very complicated in inside baseball, and overall, no one cares. But as we know, people are very bothered that black people have a voice now and that leagues are paying attention to it. And you have Black Lives Matter on the NBA court. You have the, you know, the, the approved names on the back of the jerseys. Yeah. 
And it's just very disruptive for people. And, you know, baseball players are kneeling for the national anthem and they just want to be convinced that all of this is driving away fans in the millions and millions. And that is just, it's simply not true. Now, listen, I don't believe anyone, literally anyone who says that they're boycotting sports for any reason whatsoever. Because A, if you're really a sports fan, you're not going to boycott sports. You're gonna boycott sports because players are, are, are peacefully protesting, but you didn't pro- protest sports when they were cheating for a decade. Uh, right. you, you didn't protest sports when there was what seemed to be rampant, acceptable domestic violence issues within sports. You, you didn't, I mean, can we go on and on and on and on? Okay, so like you're, you're, picking, you're picking a very strange hill to, uh, to let sports go on. So my impression yeah. of you is just you're just not really a sports fan. And you can say all you want. I run a sports fan March on life. No, you since haven't. Since 19, yeah. We, we have <laughs> not had sports since March. And um, I couldn't wait for sports to come back. And there's all kinds of underlying issues throughout sports as there has been my entire life. And the league sort them out. And obviously, you know what side of history I'm on. So this isn't an issue to me. My point is, if you're boycotting sports, you just really weren't a sports fan. So you're looking for proof that you and your escapade to leave sports alone, which you didn't really care about in the first place, is going to be reflected in the ratings because you think Mm -hmm. there's so many people that think like you do and care about things the way you do. When in fact, there are some, but just not as many as you think. And sports are going to be fine as they always are. Pack your bags, have a nice trip, won't miss you. Don't let the uh, door hit you where the Lord splits you. So... ESPN saw a record audience for the first game back Thursday for uh, baseball. Um, the Los Angeles Times, uh, the Yankees and the Nationals averaged four, a little over 4 million viewers, the highest for a regular season game since 2011. So people are still watching baseball. Also that night, um, ESPN uh, had the highest rated late night regular season game ever. Period. Period. Um, averaging 2.76 million viewers. Um, the opening for the NBA, Pelicans and uh, Jazz, which, if, you know, obviously you're not a huge sports fan if you're boycotting anyway. So let me just tell you, those two cities aren't necessarily <laughs> the biggest draw uh, standard for, you know, NBA fans. Um, I know you wouldn't know that because you don't really actually watch sports, but yeah. they saw an average of 2.1 million viewers and uh, the Lakers and Clippers averaged 3.4 million viewers. These are these are pretty standard numbers. There isn't a dramatic drop off in um, in ratings and in viewers, despite what your random blogs may be telling you. Um, and of course, NASCAR had an increase of 38 percent from the last race before the pandemic and its first race back as well. So. All this talk about, you know, fans are going to be driven off in the millions and sports are just going to shrivel and die because they're doing what sports have always done, which is be a microcosm of society. It's just it's simply not true. And it's, you know, just a little bit of research will show you that, you know, there are some up and downs with ratings as they always are, just like there are ratings for literally everything else in television. Yeah, that's how it always has been. Because that's how it works. Yeah. Period. And again, I don't want to get too inside baseball because it's way too complicated for anyone who's outside the business to understand. But I just don't like this painted picture that the ratings are suffering because of Black Lives Matter and because of social justice conversations, because it's it's just not true. Um, you go back and look at the numbers, even when Colin Kaepernick, the year that Colin Kaepernick was kneeling, um, traditionally the NFL's ratings go down. They take a dip during a, I don't know, election year. And 
probably going to do that during the most controversial and discussed election of our lifetime, which was Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. But, you know, what do I know where people would be, you know, devoting their time to the future of the United States of America? But in reality, the NFL made billions that season, as they always do. And we'll continue to do so because, like I said, people who watch sports are going to continue to watch sports. They're not going to stop watching sports because of protests. They're not going to stop watching sports because of names on the back of jerseys or Black Lives Matter on the court. If you don't want to watch, don't watch. Again, you won't be missed. We'll never even think of you again. The boycott <laughs> crowd is, 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 so, is such a small, small fraction of, of society. Yeah. And it's the most, while being the smallest, it's the most self-important fraction of society. Sports are going to be fine. They're going to be okay. They're going to be here for years, years and years to come. Years to come. Not going anywhere. Billionaires, billionaires own the teams. They're they're going to be okay. They have more money than you. Lots, lots. As a matter of fact, all the billionaires in the United States of America made billions and billions more during the pandemic. So they're doing fine. They're doing fine. They own the teams. So yeah, they're they're good. Yeah. So you you just you just made it make sense. Yes. Oh, did you did I? It. You did I it. I think you did it's it. Because I should be doing the opposite. Maybe I'm crazy, right? Ah, uh, but maybe I'm sensical. Ooh, what? I can just read, so. <laughs> Hi T, what's in the culture report this week? Also we're twinning. Twinning! We are twinning. <laughs> Okay, so Joy, the way I waited for Black is King, girl, it cannot be healthy. It was magnific- magnificent. Uh, Beyonce don't play no game. She's about her business. There was so much beauty in being Black that she exhibited in this film. It not only opened my eyes as someone who's Black, but like somebody as a Black creative. I think it shows us that when it comes to like our own power and creativity, there's no box. Beyonce looked bomb. Shout out to the designers who put together every look. Each piece was like perfection. I love how everything was just insanely detailed. Blue Ivy like grew up on us. She's absolutely beautiful. Of course, B performed Brown Skin Girls, one of my favorite Beyonce songs from this little soundtrack. Um, and it had Mama Tina, Lupita, Naomi Campbell, and of course the BFF Kelly Rowland. I mean, I can go on forever, but it definitely surpassed my expectations, Joy. What are your thoughts? Ah! It makes me so happy. Okay, first of all, yes, Brown Skin Girl and Mood Forever are my two favorite songs on on that soundtrack. It was amazing. Now, Beyonce did this to us with Lemonade, right? But Lemonade came out of nowhere, and we were like, what is this? This is incredible. And it was essentially like a music video movie, right? And it... It, it floored everyone. Well, she did it again, only she leveled up and did it on Disney. Um, and it was just incredible. I loved every second of it. I knew what to expect from it because if you've seen Lemonade, obviously, you know kind of the aesthetic and the storytelling and the visuals that Beyonce uses. Or if you've been to the On The Run 2 tour, you know that Beyonce and Jay-Z have a little bit of this like storytelling movie elements during the tour. So I kind of knew what to expect, but obviously didn't know what to expect when it came to the visuals that were actually going to be in it. And the teaser made it kind of seem like, okay, this is, you're going to have to level up with your creative intelligence to keep up with what Beyonce is trying to do, who's on another level. But the reality is Beyonce is the only artist that could pull this off. She is on top of the world. She's the big, biggest artist in music. Mm-hmm. It's not, a, there's not a close second, uh, male or female. And yeah. it was just... Like you said, it was magnificent. It was like full of pride. It was just black 
culture, beauty, excellence, mm. creativity, storytelling, history, uh, fashion, serving, honey, <laughs> dancing. It was everything. And it just was, it wasn't really like the influences that it had were so, so deep um, that it just, there was not a moment where you got lost in what was what was happening. There was so much energy. I loved every second of it. And then the tie, of course, from Lion King through all of it was was perfect. The poetry was great. Like I could just go on and on. But the point is, it was <laughs> it was fabulous. It was what I expected. Um, I think my favorite scenes are uh, the 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 purple the purple suits, the men in the purple yes. suits jumping. Um, and I loved the beginning, like early, I forget what song it was. Um, maybe it was find your way back. I don't know. Whatever one with all the bling was amazing too, but there were so many great scenes in it. Um, I loved every second of it. I did too. She's like, she's in like a lane, like with herself, like she's in competition with no one. Cause with she's no just, one. no one, no one no can one. ever, <laughs> no one could ever don't try on me, please. All right, so Tiffany Haddish confirmed on Steve-O's podcast that she's seen possibly dating rapper-actor Common. And look, she's a comedian. So when she was talking about Common, I actually watched the interview. I couldn't really tell if she was joking at first, but then she said that they got tested for everything and they've been having sex. So, I mean, there you go. I mean, he's fine. Actually, no, he's fine. Not fine, but fine. Fine. And smart. Uh, she's silly and full of personality. So, I mean, Joy, I would be here for this relationship. But look, I'm private when it comes to my dating life. I mean, I personally want to keep a man like Common all to myself. But hey, that's neither here nor there to each his own. What do you think about this relationship? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I love it. I love Tiffany Haddish. I think people are very unnecessarily hard on her. Like, they loved her for what she was in the beginning and girls' trip. And then, like, now she's supposed to change it up or something. Like, this is who she is. This is her personality. And I love every second of it. I, I love the um, I love the cut as well. I'm trying to resist doing it myself. <laughs> I'm really like, oh, go, girl, because I be wanting to shave all of this off for real. Um, but, no, I love it. I'm here for it. I'm with you. I, I am into, I'm into the privacy when it comes to... Um, to the dating at this point in my in my life. That has not always been the case, but moving forward, um, girl, I might not post somebody until I'm married. I'ma just drop like, right. and I'm not, not even, not even engaged. I'ma just be like, yeah, that's there. I'ma <laughs> drop like the whole, like the actual wedding picture on the, wet, the day after the wedding, like by the way, married <laughs> onto the next uh, part of my life. Cause I can't be, I'm, mm-hmm. I can't be doing it, but I'm here for it. I'm, yeah. I'm excited for them. Love black love. And yeah, common is fine. So I'm mad at you, girl. Oh, child, I'm sweating right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Cardi B has a song dropping with Megan Thee Stallion called Wow. Enjoy. It's about time. Like what better duo than these two? There is no better duo than these two. I love to see two power women collab. I mean, I see a number one single in the future. Well, speaking it into existence, but girl, when they posted the cover, I literally lost it. I'm like, oh, this is about to be a hit. Joy, what are your thoughts? Um, agreed 100% with everything that you're saying. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a bop. We already know that. They don't, neither one of them makes bad music. Uh, so it's impossible. And the two of them are collabing together. I love the support that I've seen recently for Meg Thee Stallion with everything that happened on with that situation. Um, we need to support Black women and listen to them. 
So I'm here for it. I'm here for the queens coming together. I know everyone thinks that we're always beefing with each other. We're really not. We actually really like women dealing with women more than <laughs> men. We do. To be honest with you. Uh, so I'm super excited, excited for it. And a little transition. I'm sure there's going to be a TikTok dance for it as well. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. I, I probably won't be able to do it. So the TikTok dance? No. We already know. You and I have firsthand experience trying to learn TikToks. And as you know, I am terrible. So that footage yeah. better not ever uh, hit the streets. That's all I know. Girl, look, speak, speaking of TikTok, Trump is threatening to ban TikTok as of like September 15th um, in the U.S. unless like an American company buys it. So apparently the link to China pose a security risk, you know, but I started thinking, Joy, like the companies in the U.S. that have access to huge amounts of data that they can honestly use to their advantage. Like, I think it, it, it's all in the same to me. But I feel like at this point, people are dying and losing their jobs. So I feel like that he's putting all this energy on an app. And I feel like that the priorities are so off. And nothing he says or do surprises me these days. But anything that comes out of his mouth makes me think, okay, what is the real motive here? Elections coming up. You're talking about this ban. Sir, what are you doing? So I don't know. I'm again, I'm just more so curious as to like what his motive is. So I don't want to, I feel like you never really know with this guy. So what do you think about the ban? Um, I think, well, obviously, the only thing I want him focused on right now is this uh, global pandemic that we're dealing with. But clearly, that's yeah. too much to ask for from our commander in chief. But I have a completely different perspective on this. As someone who does not use TikTok, not out of protest, but I'm just simply not cool enough, as we just discussed. Um, I don't, I don't know. I have a TikTok account. I've posted two videos, I think. And um, yeah, I don't, I'm not a huge TikTok user. I don't spend it. I don't, I have a limited amount of time already and I just don't spend it on TikTok. So um, knowing how many people are on TikTok in the United States, how many young kids are on TikTok in the United States, I, I think it's, a, I think it's a wonderful idea. I think Trump should absolutely ban TikTok. Anything on earth that's going to add to people being angry at him and getting him out of the White House so we can get our country back together, I'm here for. So I have a completely opposite approach. He is not going to be very popular if he gets rid of TikTok. Can you imagine if he got rid of Instagram? Girl, I'd, I'd be protesting. <laughs> can you imagine? Well, yeah, because we are not on TikTok like that. It is the same yeah. exact thing. People be on TikTok. So I really think of it as a positive. Uh, I mean, if you if you want to change in the White House, you should be all for him getting rid of TikTok because people are going to lose their collective minds if he gets rid of TikTok, especially kids. Yeah. And, you know, kids right now are not going to, not all of them are going back to school. So they're going to be sitting at home with nothing to do all day, mad about their TikToks, mm -hmm. bugging their parents. Think about it. Interesting. That's a great perspective. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? You gotta go, yeah. go, go level deeper with these things. You do. I think, a, I think it's a terrible idea on his part to, to ban TikTok. <laughs> I mean, like, couldn't be, couldn't be a worse idea in a time like this than to take something that is distracting kids and even most adults uh, from what's going on in the world. Let's just get rid of that. Sure, do that. You just give, just yeah. give everyone a reason to be sitting around and be more angry. I think that's a great idea. If I could say, you never know with this guy. You don't. <laughs> you don't. But and I, I, I like your perspective. So, you know, I got, like, kind of like I got a little conspiracy in me every once in a while. <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, but I mean, like, just like I was saying, like earlier with this whole, like, with him thinking that the Chinese, like it could pose a security risk. It's like the same thing can happen here in the United States with all these companies that already have our information. So it's the same thing. 
So that's why I just, I'm not really believing the motive behind it. Mm, no, we're, we're, that's, that's yeah. a no. None of our information yeah. is safe, by the way, guys. Just, just let you know. Right. It's available to anyone who wants to take the time to get it. Right. Not, it's, it's not protected. <laughs> we, we ain't safe. We ain't safe. No, it ain't safe. It ain't safe. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week on the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. Go and subscribe on YouTube at Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. Follow us on our social media pages at Maybe I'm Crazy pod. And you can listen to the podcast on any podcast platform, iHeartMedia app, SoundCloud, Spotify, and of course, Apple Podcasts. We'll catch you next week. Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. Ooh.